As a business leader, you know attracting top talent is just the beginning. Real growth happens when you lead yourself and others well. Creating a company culture that attracts, nurtures, and retains the best of all things. We'll teach you how to make an impact through a holistic leadership approach. Reframing success in leadership. This is the Talent Magnet Institute podcast. Hello, I'm Jessica Barron. I am the Vice President of Executive Search for Centennial, Inc., and your host for the Talent Magnet Institute podcast today. So welcome. Today we have a real power couple that we're talking to today, Dr. John Tu and Liz Keating. And I'm going to give you a little introduction of the two of them, and we're going to actually have two subjects today. We're going to be talking about the impact and the how-to of mentoring and the result of it. We're also going to talk a little bit about your health and how you can impact your health with your behavioral and your lifestyle. And obviously that's going to be Dr. Tu's prerogative right there. So let me give you a little bit of introduction of the two of them. So Dr. John Tu's bio is, as you can imagine, I can imagine, it's long and includes so many specialties I can't even pronounce them. (laughs) He's been an esteemed neurosurgeon for the Mayfield Clinic and University Hospital for nearly 50 years in microsurgery specialties that have made Cincinnati a destination for patients and for medical leaders worldwide. He's currently leading the growth of UC Health Integrative Medicine, educating medical students, fellows, and faculties to help patients develop personalized plans for self-care to optimize health function to prevent disease and prevent relapse. And Dr. Chu is going to tell us a lot more about that later. He's been recognized by the Boy Scouts of America Eagle Court of Honor, which I might add, my husband was an Eagle Scout. I totally appreciate that. The UC Foundation Trustee Award, and as a great living Cincinnatian by the Cincinnati USA Regional Chamber. So where his education is extensive. Just Google him, okay? (laughs) You will see all the wonderful things that Dr. Tu has accomplished. I've known Liz Keating as a talented young professional from her participation in Sea Change, which is the Cincinnati USA Regional Chamber's leadership program for young leaders in Cincinnati. She's currently marketing director for the Jim Stengel Company, and while at UC Health, was a member of the team that launched the UC Health brand in 2010. Liz is a graduate of UCLA and was a member and team captain of the UCLA swim team. She was awarded the UCLA Champs Most Inspirational Student Athlete Award in 2006, and she contributes so much to the cultural life and sports community in so many ways. Liz and her family continue to sponsor the Paralympic swimming program. And I hear from Liz every morning, and we'll let her tell you a little bit more about that. I hear from Liz every morning when she emails me her thought for the day message in my email, starting me off with a lot more energy that I would have had if I hadn't. So we have these two themes today, and I'm going to stop talking and let them talk. We're talking about mentoring and how to develop your network to impact people through education, your example, and your time. And then we're going to talk with Dr. Tu and some of the things that he's done. So you two have been mentors actually to each other. You know, there's such a thing as mentoring up. And I'd like you to talk about that. How did you meet? Dr. Tu, how did you meet Liz? At a mentoring event. The uh, 
CNC, which is the Commonwealth and Commercial Club, meets once a month and they have inspirational speakers. And on one occasion, Liz was there as a guest of her father. And I had the opportunity to sit next to her and learn of her enormously successful career at UCLA. And immediately I was so inspired that I said, we have a job for you right here at UC Medical Center. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was living in California at the time and I moved home to Cincinnati trying to decide what I wanted to do career-wise. And Dr. Tu encouraged me to come up to UC and start volunteering in the Neuroscience Institute, start volunteering there. And then a job opportunity arose and the place was such a place of purpose. And especially with what Dr. Tu does of saving lives every single day. And so I couldn't turn it down. So I started working there and then got the opportunity to work with Dr. Tu, which was an incredible experience. And how has that relationship enhanced what you do on a daily basis, would you say? I think the number one thing I learned from Dr. Tu is every time I saw him in the hallways of the hospital, he'd stop me and say, you know, what's your life's purpose? What's your mission? And he always made it a challenge to be able to define what you wanted to do in life in one sentence. And if you could define it in one sentence, you knew your purpose every single day. So every decision you made, everything you got involved in, every bit that you did as part of your job was then working towards that mission. And I can't think of anything more motivational getting up in the morning and thinking about that every day than, than that. And Dr. Chu? Well, I call that your elevator talk. You mm-hmm. should be able to tell a story about yourself that's inspirational in 30 seconds. What are you about? What's your purpose in life? What are you doing to make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Liz, you actually have had the blessing of having Dr. Tu as your mentor. Your father was also a significant mentor to you. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about that. So uh, my dad, probably the most incredible person I've ever known, obviously, and I was very fortunate to have him through for 33 years of my life, passed away two years ago. He believed that your life experiences help shape your values and your beliefs. And that's all about the people you meet and the things you do. So he was a big believer in getting involved, meeting more people to help enhance his life. And that way you can meet different people from different backgrounds, help solve different problems within your community to make it a better place. And so his big thing was also to get his kids involved in the things that he did. So not only was he being able to do great things for the community, but he was able to do it side by side with his kids to one, teach us lessons and open our eyes to more of the community, introduce us to more people to be inspired by the people around us, which in doing so is how I got to meet Dr. Two and to begin with. But it also has enhanced my life by meeting the different people, understanding the different problems of the community, getting involved in different programs to give, because right now what I have in my life is to give my time. And I've gotten to be able to do that because of the inspiration and the example that my dad set. I might add that Liz's father was an attorney, mm-hmm. a very successful attorney in Cincinnati. And when I was at the Chamber of Commerce, the regional chamber, I was responsible for the programs and especially the leadership programs. He was my best recruiter. His network was so extensive that 
I always knew that when it was time to recruit for any of the programs, the young professional programs or the senior leadership programs, that he would be there with lots and lots of suggestions for us. And a referral from him really meant a lot. Your father had another way of reaching people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, and Dr. Chu, would you like to share that? I'd love to say something about that. Bill Keating, Liz's father, was way ahead of his time because he knew about sociological research even before it was done. Namely, that one person, no matter how simple you are in life, can influence a thousand people. So he started this thought of the day, which was distributed probably to a thousand people initially, but it reaches today more than 10,000 and everybody sends it to each other. So it documents what one person can do and how important it is to look at your own behavior because your behavior influences people that don't even see you, that hear about you, that know about you through someone else. It's a very important sociological phenomenon. And I send it to my children on a regular basis. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank so you. I know that you are very well known in the Northeast as well. Yes, I think that's true, that he really understood the power of that influence over a broad and deep network. And guess who's carrying that on now? That's what I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to Liz. What's it feel like now, Liz, that you have picked up the thought for the day And I noticed that some of them are original that require additional research, and some of them you recycle favorites. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about Friar Telly after. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a fun endeavor. I realize now how my dad described it back when he did it, that it was a way for him to reflect on his life over the past week. And then he kind of thinks about all the different people he met and interacted with and all the different challenges they're facing or exciting things or opportunities that they're facing. And that inspired him of what kind of quotes to look up to then put together the thoughts every single day. And each thought has an action item for the day. And so it's been fun for me to be able to now have that time to reflect on my life and the people around me to help put together those messages. And in a way, a little bit therapeutic because I get to think of my dad every day. And in doing so, I get to go inspire people in his name each day. And then it's even more special when you get so many messages from people who are sponsoring, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. Or, you know, that just reminded me so much of your dad, which is also special. Or the people who don't know him said, you know, I someone forwarded me this email and I looked up your dad and now I got to learn and what an incredible man. And so I get to pass on his legacy too, which is even more special. And I think then there's all these other fun stories too. Like a few months ago, someone responded and said, you know, I was officiating my brother's wedding and I didn't know what I was going to give for the sermon. And your thought of the day this morning was the perfect message that spoke about my brother and his new wife so perfectly. And they used thought of the day as the sermon at a wedding. I mean, how cool is that? That's very cool. Yeah. Start their life. So, Bill Keating is so inspirational that he puts a thought of the day and a quote at the bottom that is symbolic, of, so symbolic of life, and it's one from Mother Teresa. It's probably one of the hardest things to do in life, but it's so important to remember that 
every person who comes in contact with you should leave feeling better and happier. Think about how hard it is to do that. So that's the waiter that's the way that he served lived you his breakfast. Life. The waiter yeah. that served you breakfast. Yeah. It's the person that got your car this morning. It's really everyone that you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It is a challenge. Okay, so who's Friar Telly? Friar Telly is quoted at the bottom of Friar uh, Telly is quoted on many quotes that were made up to get the message across. But my dad was a big believer in his kids are going to take the messages to heart more if they think it's coming from somebody else and if it was coming from their dad. So he made up his own pen name, Friar Telly. Friar Telly 2, actually, which is a symbol of he's won two Telly Awards for video productions that he did, one about women's sports and one about, say, next swimming, which is his high school swim team. And so that was his pen name to get his message across to his kids. I think that is wonderful. I have been reading the thought for the day since her father was sending it out. And I always wondered who Friar Telly was. <laughs> Liz shared that with me. It's wonderful. Well, it's clear that it has been passed on to a new generation, the important work. So we hope that this passes on through our children and our grandchildren to come. It's a wonderful tool. Can you tell people how they can sign up for it? Yeah, um, at wjkthd.com, okay. which is stands for my dad's initials and THD is our abbreviation for thought of the day. Okay. So wjkthd.com and you can sign up there and you can read the thought of the day daily there. Yes. I highly encourage it. It's something that I value. Okay. So, Dr. Tu, you have been a giant in traditional medicine. Of course, there's nothing traditional about neurosurgery because it's changing all the time and growing. And have made significant contributions, of course. And now you're seeing things a little bit in a new way. Can you tell us what your new passion, your new project and commitment is in terms of the health of the human race, you know, for sure beyond Cincinnati? Well, it's not actually new. It's ancient. The concept of wellness is ancient. It goes back to the temples of uh, antiquity, where we didn't have medications, we didn't have operations. And it was recognized that the basis, the foundations of health were wellness, namely exercise, nutrition, and social connectivity. That's why people went to temples when they were ill. Today, we have the best medical care in history, but we have some of the most severe chronic diseases chronic diseases, you can name them, heart disease, diabetes, dementia, psychological and psychiatric diseases, which are chronic and which are sapping much of the energy and life out of our society. What the major discovery is, people have thought for many, many decades and centuries, actually, that your genes determine what is going to happen with you. And so it's predestined. I've heard that referred to as nature, nurture. Right. And, you know, your genes and your behavior. And 
When did people start paying attention to that? I know that it's, it's a historical fact and legacy. So when did you start becoming more aware of that? Well, I became aware of it when I was a resident at the Mass General because one of my mentors recognized this and he left his job as the professor of medicine to found a new department of preventive medicine because he was disenchanted with treating people over and over and over again for the same disorders and not making any progress with medication. And when was and that? That was 1960. 1960. We're in 2019 now. So, but really the breakthroughs came in the early 21st century when people like Elizabeth Blackburn, PhD at the University of California, recognized that your genes are determined by behavior and can be changed, namely the telomeres, which are the tips of your chromosomes. They're like the casing on your shoestring. If you misbehave, you can unravel your telomeres and your genes will become disrupted and it will lead to very poor reproduction of cells. You know, your cells are constantly being reproduced in your body. And if they get wrong, as in cancer or heart disease, things go awry. You know, heart disease is the major cause of death in our society. And it's getting worse today, actually, because of our behavior. Unfortunately, I've had some up close and personal experience with that. And the amount of this happened to be with my husband and the amount of stress in his life was really taking a toll on him. And I have seen since his recovery, him reaching out and doing just what you're saying. He didn't know they were his telomeres, <laughs> but he has worked very hard to get his body in balance. What are some of the ways that we can do that? So there are basically four cornerstones of good behavior that determines your health, your health and wellness, and has an enormous effect on your longevity. One, nutrition. You can sum up nutrition in seven words. Eat food. That means real food, mostly plants, not too much. Thank you Very for quoting simple. Michael Pollan. I read that book. <laughs> so second, fitness, exercise. It doesn't mean that you have to run marathons. It means you can walk up the stairs, walk down the stairs. My favorite thing for senior people, like I am soon be 83, is aggressive exercise. We call it HIT, high-intensity interval training. And it's beautiful because it has a huge impact on your genes, changes your genes. This has been proven. So it only takes a few minutes also. A very impactful exercise. Of course, it's important for building your strength because the number one cause of death in seniors is going to the hospital. And the number one reason for going to the hospital is falling. So the other two things are social connectivity. What... Uh, Liz's father, Bill Keating, did every day with the thought of the day. He was connecting all of us together with good thoughts. And number four is... I want to talk about the social connectivity just a bit and bring Liz back into this conversation. Don't forget number four. 
Number three, social connectivity. And I think that the thought for the day is a huge, uh, has a lot of impact. But in Liz's generation, you know, social connectivity is electronic mm -hmm. in most cases. And then between the two of you, how important is, you know, moving from that electronic to actually talking to people face-to-face -face and having that kind of connectivity? Does that... With that thought in mind, something that has always inspired me about Dr. Two is he had this incredible ability to connect with his patients. You could be in the hospital room with him and he would go in and talk to a patient before he was about to take them into the operating room in sometimes a life or death situation and putting his hand on that patient's hand to connect with them on something, you know, whether it was that patient loved cycling and so did Dr. Two, or that patient had been to Italy before and so a Dr. Two, or that patient was interested in the arts. Well, Dr. Two is involved in many different arts organizations in Cincinnati. He could always find something to connect with them on a personal level to bring the stress down and then to build that faith in what Dr. Two was going to do with them. And I think that's always been inspiring to me. I'm not a neurosurgeon and nor do I even want to try. <laughs> to be not even on TV. No, not, yeah, not even, not even in, a, in another life. But there's something magical about the ability to connect with another human being and find something in common. You have something in common with every single person in the world. You just have to find it, and then you can find that connection. And there's something so powerful about that that you don't find scrolling through Instagram or liking a Facebook post or retweeting somebody's comment. It's about that human connection. And that is an issue. And it's myself. It's a lot easier to connect with someone on Facebook and find out what their lives are like right now. I know that you're pretty active in the community. Is that your way of connecting face-to-face -face with people? And as Dr. Chu might touch somebody, that you touch people through the organizations. And is that something that people in your generation reaching out for that? Yeah, and I think that's something special about Cincinnati especially, but I think you probably will see it in many different cities around the world. Once you get out of college, college is a place where everybody is and everybody's trying to find friends. And then you start your jobs and you're in a new city and you're trying to find friends. The best way to be able to do that is volunteering. And then you're going to meet other people and then you're going to build friendships there while you're also working on a common goal. And so in a way, I think that became my social life was getting out and volunteering and meeting so many different people. And so that is the way that I get to connect with people. I get to do projects with my friends. I got to do projects with my dad. And now I get to meet other people and find out what they're passionate about, which has opened my eyes to many other causes, which has gotten me involved in other different projects in the community. So yeah, it's another way to connect with humans. Not only that, you're extending your life, as mm -hmm. we found out from Dr. Exactly. Two. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that was three. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Which was four? We had so it's been proven that if you practice these four things, women will extend their healthy life 14 years and men 12 years. So the number four, guess. I ask you every day when we saw each other. What's your purpose? What's your purpose What's in life? your purpose? It's so important to have a purpose in life. For Mother Teresa, it's to make everybody feel happier and better when they encounter her. 
So what a challenge it is for each of us to try to do that. No one is ever going to be able to do it as well as Mother Teresa does, but we can all try. We can all reach out. We can communicate. If anyone, anyone can touch a thousand people, can influence a thousand people, think what Liz does with her continuation of the thought for the day. It reaches hundreds of thousands of people, and you have a very positive effect on all those people. You're channeling Mother Teresa. <laughs> no pressure, Liz. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> That's awesome. No pressure. What else can we do, Dr. Tu? You know, talk to us a little bit about nutrition. I mean, I know that we've, like, beat that horse. If you tell me I can't have something, of course I want it. <laughs> How do I live a healthy life? No, well, I don't think it's a good idea to tell people they can't do things. I can say the best thing to do is ask you is, what would you like your life to be like? Do you want to reach 75 or 80 and be infirmed and be uh, arthritic, not be able to remember your grandchildren, not be able to walk because your heart is uh, very disabled, or to die of a stroke? No, nobody wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to live unless they can live well. How do you live well? By practicing these four cornerstones of wellness behavior. You can actually change your gene. That's the important thing to know. The message today is just like you can change your Levi's, you can actually change the telomeres on your chromosomes. You can influence cancer. You can influence heart disease. You can prevent it, and even if you have it, you can reverse it by these four things that we talked about. I'm going to repeat them once again quickly. Exercise, nutrition, eat food not too much, mostly plants, social connectivity, and living a life of purpose. Getting up in the morning, make the bed, and know what you're going to do that day. I'm writing those down, listeners. I hope you are also. Just play Rewind and listen to those again and again. And I think that that'll be highly motivational. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all want to do that. And I think just getting started might be something that works. Tell me how the young physicians are responding to this. Because I remember when physicians didn't learn these kinds of things. And you are having an impact on the doctors that are coming up and they're going to be treating us. Well, we have 70 medical schools now that have very active and evolving divisions or departments or centers for integrative health and wellness. UC is leading the pack, certainly under our leadership by Dr. Sean Cotton. This is what doctors have to learn. We have to teach more about nutrition, the value of exercise, and these four cornerstones of health, and to teach our students that it's not about giving a pill. It's about giving a prescription for vegetables, for good nutrition, for exercise, and encouraging these things because everybody knows and listens to their physician, right? And we want to ask them questions. We want to know what is best for us. May not do that, but we still need to know and to have doctors acting as models, modeling good health, right? That's why Liz and I look so healthy, right? 
I can tell you, listeners, that as Dr. Chu shared his age, I am definitely younger than Dr. Chu. Liz is younger than I am. He pretty much lapped me going up the stairs <laughs> to the studio. He is in tremendous health, very, very fit, and a role model for all of us. So we'll just make sure that everybody understands those four cornerstones of health. And I think the reason that I tied together the mentoring and the four cornerstones of health today is the social interaction and that that connection between you and another human being and it works in both directions. This I knew from my executive career that, you know, you don't have to be the older, more senior person to be influencing someone. And I know that Dr. Chu would agree to, with me that Liz has influenced him in very positive ways as well. So that social interaction, the commitment to another person's life of purpose is very important. Dr. Chu, well, I, I certainly would endorse that. Not only does Liz influenced me tremendously. She did every day when we were working together. And one of the reasons I'm here doing this podcast today was an opportunity to work with her again. I love it. And most of my work now is involved in daily activity, interaction with people who are a third to a half my age. And it just is so much fun to get up every morning, see them, work with them, and be inspired. So I'm being renewed by this energy and this excitement that I have an opportunity to be engaged in. And it absolutely shows. Liz, do you have anything that you want to share with us? Yeah, uh, it reminds me of a Friar Telly quote. You can always learn more. You can never learn less. And I think you can learn from every single person you interact with. Some people are going to teach you who you don't want to be in life, but the majority of people are going to teach you who you do want to become and are going to be positive influences. So find yourself a mentor someone who inspires you, who motivates you daily, like Dr. Two has for me, because he has shaped so much of my life, <laughs> as did my dad, and has helped me grow into the person I've become today. And then I get to now give back and go influence the generations that are coming behind me and pass on those lessons and that wisdom that I got from my dad and from Dr. Two. And it's the ripple effect. Absolutely. Thank you. Liz, please tell us how to sign up for the Thought for the Day again. WJKTHD.com. I highly encourage it. Dr. Two, how do we get more information about how to take care of ourselves? What's a good way for our listeners to start getting connected with those four cornerstones and also to just be more healthy and to take ownership of that? So one Quick way is to look at the documentary Forks Over Knives or to the website. It's a wonderful story about nutrition. There are so many blogs on exercise that you can't imagine. It. Virtually all of it is good. I would say we'd like you to look at UC Center for Integrative Health and Wellness because we have all the things on there that tells you how to do it. Thank you to both of you. It has been I feel more energy already today from talking to you. Thanks so much for coming to the Talent Magnet Institute podcast and sharing with our listeners your significant wisdom that you have imparted. So thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you very much, Jessica. 
Getting support, advice, and encouragement from someone objective can be invaluable in terms of improving your leadership and advancing your career. Learn how to get faster, better results through coaching at talentmagnetinstitute.com slash coaching results. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is powered by Centennial, a talent strategy and executive search firm, and the Talent Magnet Institute. You can engage with us at Talent Magnet I on Twitter or Talent Magnet Institute on LinkedIn and Facebook. Please communicate by using hashtag Talent Magnet. Find us in your favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and leave a review, as well as share with a colleague. You can also listen at talentmagnetpodcast.com. Our podcast studio is based in greater Cincinnati, Ohio. We are supported by our listeners, clients, and partners from all over the world. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is made possible by a great team that includes Janelle Spence and Christine Lewis of Centennial, Josh Chappelle and Adam Smith of Soundpress, produced by Chris Madine of New Fidelity Studios, and Audra Casino and Megan Doherty of One Stone Creative. Music written by DJ Corbett and Chris Madine. And myself, your host, Mike Zippel Jr., Thank you for joining us on the journey of developing leaders to succeed in relationships, work, community, and life, reframing success in leadership.